0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, irreverent humor, and graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. just wanted to say that you should uh stir that good before you take a sip of it. <laughs> That's all I was going to say.
1: <laughs> a little, little on the strong side?
0: No, it's not really. I mean, it has about a shot in there. I used up the rest of the gin. But um.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Before we discuss the drink, I'm going to try. Well, go ahead and try it.
1: Do you see me putting my mouth on the penis? Yeah, I do see it. Oh, you're so crazy! <gasps> oh you like it? Oh, it's got okay. my favorite.
0: Okay, so okay, hang on. Let me just let me first start by saying this is Booze and Ghouls, episode fifty-two. I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And um, so let me tell you what's in your drink. It's. I think uh, that I,
1: I'm so excited to hear.
0: It is a. Uh, it's this iced tea that I got from Wee. It's a lychee oolong tea.
1: It's delicious.
0: And then I put a shot of gin in there. Well, it was really like the rest of our gin. And then I topped it off with just a little bit of tonic water.
1: It is delicious. I love lychee. Love it.
0: I knew you, I, after you said that you like lychee so much, I was like, I, I'm going to make that for our drinks for this week.
1: It makes me so happy. I love it. It reminds me too of when we had the lychee um, martinis. Yeah, those were, those were good. NYC.
0: At um at Nico, I think we had those at Nico, the um Japanese steakhouse, maybe where they do the hibachi. Oh, I miss that place. You know what? I also think maybe I didn't. I can't remember now. I was like I wanted to say I had the lychee martini on uh, the date that I had, that I took there, but I don't remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I,
1: did or not. I know no, I- we had, um, I remember we had, um, I mean, I don't know if this is where it was, but remember it's right before we went to go see the, the Harry Potter. Oh thing.
0: no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was at, um, what, what, what was that place? I can't even remember what it was called, but yeah, that was in the theater district. That yeah. We went to that place we had. So we did appetizers, I think, and mm-hmm. drinks there. And we had lychee martinis. That's right. That's right. They were
1: delicious what is um what was the the name of the play that we saw
0: puffs it's a harry potter i couldn't get the name of it yeah it's so funny yeah
1: it is really good
0: um i don't think it's well a lot of things aren't playing anymore because of covid and stuff and broadway it opened back up and then things were shutting down again but i don't think puffs is playing anymore
1: but it was it was the worst
0: so good it was so funny
1: it was it was really good.
0: Um Yes, no, I remember that place now. I can't remember what it was called. I'd have to look it up, but yes.
1: Yeah, they had the lychee martini and it was so good. And then um I, I know there we were had, sticky buns uh, involved.
0: Oh yeah. I know we had I know um what those are called lychee sake at uh at the sushi place here at Nagoya we got the bottle <laughs> do you remember that we got that bottle
1: yeah, I forgot about that that was a long time ago and then we we and we finished the whole bottle
0: between the two of us
1: and we were so feeling like away <laughs> in our defense it was tasted more of a sweet wine than a sake yeah, it,
0: well yeah it was it was sweet because it had lychee in it
1: hold on a second i think athena's trying to escape my room she like didn't want to leave so i just shut the door and left her in here and then she's meowing at my feet and then now is trying to mess with the door hold on one second (laughs) okay she's actually sitting outside my room like worried about alice getting her i think
0: oh okay i am uh i'm bribing ollie with a treat so okay i'm buying his No shame in that game i'm buying his silence for five minutes while he eats that. So, what's new with you?
1: Nothing. Just, you know, like living living the dream here.
0: Living the dream?
1: Yeah. Is that what that is, though? The dream?
0: Living the nightmare?
1: (laughs) Much like that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, you know, kind of getting back to feeling normal after having the Rona.
0: Yeah, that was... Not fun.
1: You had it worse than I did. Yeah, um,
0: I well, I was sick for a good long while, like two weeks, and my mom was sick and she was visiting, and it it made it like we had so many plans, and then we weren't able to do any of the plans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. COVID really just really sucks.
0: It sucks. But you know, it's it's not, it's better when you're vaccinated. So
1: yes i completely agree i mean compared to how bad it could have been i'm i'm grateful that i was vaccinated and everything that i didn't like get more sick than i already was because that would have been bad um so let me just talk about how how much i love x files
0: <laughs> yeah that was a good episode wasn't it we watched the other night
1: it was dude there's, oh, a a, there's a really good episode
0: where it's the one it's, it's like in a different language. I feel like it's in, it's in Norse, but it's basically what in English would be dead calm. It's like dodd calm or something like that with a K, mm-hmm. but it's the one where they go on this boat and they, um, like get into some kind of time slip where time is speeding up and they get really old
1: and it's he's crazy. shaking. yeah and he's shaking <laughs>
0: at the end
1: Mulder is like like just shaking a lot yeah. like to like prove lot. I guess how old he is I don't, right? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. That, that
0: was a that better. was a choice by David to come <laughs> <I guess.
1: laughs> they were like you don't have to do this he's like no but I do he's, he's
0: like, like yeah I no really I need do. to shake my head or else they won't know I, that I'm that that's old a, that's what the elderly do <laughs> I
1: just shake my head <laughs> I'm like, shoot! I know a lot of elderly people. Well, not like a, a lot, a large amount of elderly people. A normal amount of elderly. People. I know a normal <laughs>
0: amount of elderly people.
1: <laughs> he's like, I know a ton, a, a ton of teenage girls that could kick his ass. <laughs> you know, a ton of teenage girls. Uh, the office. Just had to had to throw that out there, and then he's like, something, 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 and he's like, no, what sounds like a or whatever this is a this is a warning to everyone in the office that I can physically dominate them and then he's like no what a warning sounds is don't bring your purple belt to work because someone might take it someone might take it (laughs) man I love the office
0: well anyway yes so that was a good episode and um I I it made you think of something so I'll let you get back to your what you were talking about
1: no literally that was it I just wanted to talk about how much I love the show because I have a feeling like there's people who are listening who have seen the show and love the show
0: um mostly because well I mean our listenership isn't huge but I always talk about how much I love the x-files so I'm glad you're enjoying it I was hoping though that you were going to do your topic that you were oh I am okay good because I would I I am
1: but I just that's not really apparently there is an episode of the of the x-files that talks about this oh really and yeah like but i don't know i don't think it was last episode because like the episode from yesterday that we watched like didn't really have anything to do with that per se didn't did they like just mention see, it or something
0: did you see which uh which season or episode it was mm-hmm.
1: nope i just heard somebody mention it on one of the things that i was looking oh, okay. at today. So i
0: was gonna say maybe i'll know once you start talking about it maybe i'll know which one it is <laughs>
1: I'll be interested to find out if you know because it is interesting um it's such a cool concept um hold on one second oh wait now they are saying I just looked it up and they are saying that this is the episode the episode we watched yesterday yeah is the episode that has to do with this but not really I mean okay kind of I guess but not really um but yes I'm very looking forward to telling you about this
0: so go for it, friend.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm up first. Mm-hmm. I'm so nervous. Okay. So uh, let me just uh, ask you. Like you know, sometimes I like to ask you a couple questions first. Okay. Question number one. Do you trust <clears throat> yes, the us, military? Wait. <laughs> what? I- <laughs> What'd you say? I said yes. They're real. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Funny. What did you say though? <laughs>
1: Um, I said question number one. Do you trust the U.S. military?
0: Not a lick.
1: <laughs> Not an iota. Okay. So iota, we should say. Okay. So anyway, that really doesn't have much. I mean, that has a lot to do with it, but that's really, I was just kind of just being funny. So no, I agree. I don't really trust the U.S. military very much in the fact that Um, I think they do a lot of shit that they don't tell us about, which in, in, I mean, in some ways is okay. I don't know how you feel about that, but like, I don't I guess I don't need to know everything
0: when it it comes to matters of like national security. I'm okay with not knowing everything. Like you're doing your job, keeping us safe, whatever, but there's a lot of shady shit that they do that I'm not okay with. So yeah, that's kind of like the two sides of the coin.
1: There. Absolutely. It really is because it's like, you know, we we do have people who are in the military and they keep us safe and they're, you know, um, we don't need to know everything that they're doing. We don't know where they are, all that stuff. But then at the same time, a lot of shit happens and I think like definitely gets covered up. And we've talked about that with like the suicides in the mill in yeah. the military.
0: Yeah, the so many I was doing that are listed she as suicides or accidental deaths or whatever, and it's not, and they're just like covering it up because there's shady right. stuff going on
1: exactly um so anyway but this is kind of um <laughs> kind of a little bit related to that uh, quite actually quite a bit related to that but i also wanted to bring up okay so did you ever hear of this ronald reagan this is not what i'm talking about today i just wanted to bring this up um so you know the, the u.s military like defense is like so important and um they want so badly to keep us safe and to defend our nation and so i was just thinking about do you remember like this ronald reagan thing where he wanted to like shoot missiles out of the sky and he called it star wars yes okay i just i don't know if i just was (laughs) i was literally just bringing that up because i know you like star wars and i was like (laughs) you're like i I just just want to make sure you know that that's the thing yes i like had to have you know (laughs) like you need to know that this is a thing uh so um yeah so anyway i just thought that was interesting but also Um, you know, we have the most advanced, what I believe is the most advanced military in, in the world. And I'm assuming that there is a lot of shit that they're able to do that they don't tell us
0: a hundred percent.
1: But as you know, um, anytime you're trying to do these things, whether they're like really good or not good, but if you're trying to do them to protect the country, a lot of times there's a lot of experiments that happen. And in that, experimentation things don't always go the way they're supposed to so anyway today i am going to talk about the philadelphia experiment have you ever heard of it well obviously you have because apparently they mentioned it last night in the episode
0: yeah they they mention it it's i've heard of of it before but i don't really know much about it you know what i mean
1: well it's gonna rock your world okay so in world war ii um you know, things were happening and, and Thank I have you. in my notes, I have in my notes, World War Two was wilding. It was wilding.
0: Because,
1: because it, it was. It was,
0: it was wilding. <laughs> it was. It You're was not wilding. lying.
1: And, um, you know, and the U.S. forces were having a lot of trouble, um, getting, uh, getting our ships to where they needed to be. And we lost a lot of people and a lot of ships to German. Uh, to German warfare. And so one of the big things that they were trying to do in World War II was to protect the ships. And so um, there's not tons of information about like how this came about. Um, Other than I, in my opinion, I envision people talking and they're in a room and there's like, you know, they're all the head military guys in the room and they're like, Um, we need to do something like we're getting we're getting attacked and we're losing these men and we're losing these ships and we're losing all this ammo blah 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 and then there's like the one guy in the corner who just like is trying to be funny and he's like yeah like wouldn't it be cool if like we could make the ship invisible and then he just like laughs and goes on to his chewing of his food and everybody stops and looks at him and they all just stare at him until he realizes like he just made he just made an idea yeah he's like they're like that's exactly what we should do (laughs) right they're like we should do that So anyway, so I guess the United States, um, and then it was a hard about this one too, and we'll talk later. However, like you feel about it or whatever, what you think, but it's hard because a lot of it, there's no like solid proof that this happened. Um, but anyway, so
0: many of the things that we talk about, exactly,
1: it's like, oh, you know. But anyway, they wanted to essentially make a ship, um invisible now okay there's a real real big that's a big that's a tall order you know what I mean right so whether or not they were just saying they wanted to make it invisible to enemy radar is one interpretation or some people think that they wanted to be able to actually completely like make it disappear and um I <laughs> I, I personally am thinking that really what they wanted to do was just um, cloak the ships and so that they were unable to be seen by uh, by the German radars and. I think probably what happened is they were kind of fucking with stuff. And then from there, this whole big thing happened that is now like the Philadelphia experiment story. Mm-hmm. But I'm in my assumption, I think they probably were just kind of trying to be able to cloak ships so that they we were able to be places undetected. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they were um, working on this one ship and it was called the USS Eldridge. And it was actually in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. And, um, apparently this was the first ship that they were going to actually like test this on. And they were going to, um, essentially what they were going to try to do was, um, bend using large electrical generators. They were going to try to like bend the light around the object, um, to refract. And so the object would be invisible. Okay. And and it sucks because like, I mean, I'm not like a scientist. So some of this stuff doesn't make any sense to me, which I'll get to in a little bit. Well, we bit. have
0: like, you know, we have stealth bombers and stuff. Right. They do some shit like that.
1: I don't yeah, really yeah, know. Yeah. I don't either i
0: don't but, know how the science
1: works <laughs> the science is so hard um but anyway so the uss aldridge is at the philadelphia ship, shipyard and so they decide they're going to start testing with these generators so this as the story goes um this the first test was july 22nd of 1943 okay mm-hmm. and um so what they did is they um started testing the they they fired up these generators and apparently witnesses there were people like on the ship and everything like they didn't take people off the ship anything like that because in my mind i really think that they really just thought they were going to like make it invisible to radar
0: mm-hmm.
1: so anyway they turned on these generators and according to witnesses uh there was like a big greenish fog appeared and the ship disappeared like
0: disappear, um, disappeared
1: huh Like, disappeared, disappeared. Like, disappeared, disappeared. Uh, crew members, um, so anyway, so after the, the witnesses were, like, what the hell happened? Apparently there was a greenish fog for, like, a minute or so, and then it reappeared. The ship reappeared. Um, so after that happened, they were, like, holy shit, like, we actually did this. And, um, but they had a little bit of complications. Like, there were crew members that were said that they were, like, severely nauseous afterwards. Um, apparently <laughs> this is crazy so apparently some of the people were um of the sh- that were on the ship were like um were like in different places than they were when they went before they turned on these generators oh and also then they said that some sailors went and then this was their words that they used whoever whoever well I'll talk about that in a little bit but um they said that some sailors went in quotes completely bananas Okay. Yeah.
0: Like whatever that means.
1: Right. Exactly. So I, um, at this point, um, the allegations are that they weren't sure what they did. They were like, Holy shit, we just made this ship disappear, but it was only for like a minute or so. And so the government, you know, are the people on the ship were sick and they were like moved and all this stuff. So they decided that they would continue work on it. So they continued work on it for another couple months. And then in October, late October, so October 28th, 1943, they decided that they had done some things, they had fixed some things, and they were going to retry it. Okay, so uh, October 28th, the USS Eldridge, they t- you know they had the people on there and everything. They turned on the generators, and once again, the USS Eldridge became invisible. But also, apparently. Um, it became invisible for more than 10 minutes and teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, which is over 200 miles away. What? Um, so, OK, so there's uh, at the shipyard where or the, at the ship place in Virginia, there was a ship. It's called the SS Andrew Furrisseth. And that apparently is where the ship, um, the Eldridge, like vanished and then reappeared. Um in Philadelphia, and about ten minutes later, so the people on the uh, the SS forF are the people who claimed that this happened. So there were people who were um you know obviously on the on the uh, on the Eldridge that were uh, you know transported, disappeared, and then there was like the ship wasn't there. and then there's people that claimed and to be in Virginia to have seen the ship appear in Virginia.
0: Hmm. And
1: then after about ten minutes it reappeared. In pencil or in um in the naval in, in the navy uh whatever it's called shipyard in philadelphia crazy so yeah but however this t- also apparently um i guess like they, it said that the warship i don't know exactly what this like how this would work and stuff but apparently too they said that the warship went back in time um for like a couple minutes maybe like up to 10 minutes what um so yeah so it like traveled back in time but then came back for, you know, it was, like, gone for about 10 minutes. So I don't know exactly, like, how that worked. Um, but anyway, apparently the side effects of the crew this time were extremely horrendous, too. Um, and this is, like, <laughs> this is really sad because these, if this is true, like, these are humans, you know? Right. Um, there were crew members that had were screaming in agony. They were fused to the ship. Like, they were inside of the ship. What? Yes. Some were rematerial. So like, apparently they're saying like, they think that they were like, ma- like they materialized and then traveled to Virginia. And then when they were rematerialized, they were rematerialized inside out.
0: Okay. So I've heard of this before, like with, um, not of it actually happening, but that that's one of the complications mm-hmm. with like transport, like yes. what is it? Trans, what is the word I'm looking for? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, transporting
0: like teleportation yeah but yes uh that that can happen because you're breaking down the Mm -hmm. atoms and then sending them to another place and when they re uh reassemble in the new place they could reassemble wrong
1: yes so they that's what they said happened they said that there were people who were materialized they said that they were there were like organs and skin stick like places and bones because people had rematerialized inside out they said that other people just completely vanished like never to be seen again oh
0: my god um, they um said like that- no thank you i don't want to be inside out no, i'm
1: all set <laughs> i'm all set on that um uh also they said that some people um, were like oh my gosh this like just sounds like a freaking nightmare but they were literally like parts of their body were like up on the floor um, where they were and then like another parts of their body were like stuck in the metal oh and um, and then uh you know obviously like a lot of people were like screaming and there was a lot of chaos and people dying and then also um, there were people who were um they claim that the, after this happened that like they they were brainwashed to like forget what had happened
0: well i mean i feel like you would need to be
1: <laughs> yeah you would have to
0: right? I'd be like um
1: so anyway so you would have to <laughs> you're not gonna let you walk around thinking that that's normal also interestingly enough and of course like this could be complete hogwash but it's interesting um that they had uh they had a guy who was um uh, bartender, I believe that a couple of the crew members like had gone out for a drink. Like, I'm sorry, but if I get dematerialized and rematerialized, we're definitely going out for a drink. Right. Um, to celebrate not being dead or being in like 45 pieces. Um, so anyway, they went out to eat and I guess like they got, or I went out to get a drink and I guess they had, like gotten in a bar fight and the uh, bartender claimed that they were, they were fighting. And as they were fighting, they were like disappearing and reappearing in like a green type of dust
0: what a green um, so,
1: dust yeah like a green you know like a green smoke type thing like kind of like what was described when they turned on the generators um so this so this is something that at first like wasn't really talked about um apparently they say that people who think that like this is true and really happened they say that like after that the U.S. government was like um oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> like we're, we're just gonna like pretend this didn't happen They brainwashed people, like, you know, um, killed probably whoever they needed to kill and all this stuff to kind of be able to um, to kind of cover this up. And so it wasn't until 1955 that there was this author and his last name was Jessup. And he was uh, he actually wrote this book called The Case for the UFO, Unidentified Flying Objects. And he was uh, he was I guess the book like did a pretty good job. And he ended up in the 1950. What I believe it was 1955, he ended up getting, um, getting contacted by this guy. And at first, apparently he said his name was Carlos Miguel Allende. And um, he said that like he was, he had been taught by Albert Einstein that he knew a lot about this uh, plan, like they called and So apparently what they were trying to do, what they were trying to do in the plant or in the, um. In the ship, in making it uh, be unable to be seen, is called the unified field theory. Have you ever heard of this? The what theory? The unified field theory. No. Okay. So apparently, what it is is, and this I guess this part is actually true. Like people have, it's shown in his work that Albert Einstein was trying to come up with a theory that would interrelate all of the forces, like the forces of electromagnetism, gravity. Um, and unite them into a single field, and then you would be able to bend light and make things technically be invisible. Oh, okay. And, and so that this guy Carlos had said that he was on the Foreseth, the Foreseth ship, in Norfolk, Virginia, and that he had gotten, um, that he had seen this happen. He saw the Eldridge appear and then disappear and so he got a hold of Jessup and so Jessup was like obviously like interested in that but then he like lost touch with him he couldn't find him and then a little while later somebody named Carl Meredith Allen got a hold of him and he like had sent him a book that he had like notes of the things that had happened on the ship and like all the stuff that i just talked to you about that had happened mm-hmm but he could like never prove who it was. So I guess that even like Jessup's book was super successful. After that though, he had like kind of tried out a couple more manuscripts and nothing really took. Um, and I guess like in 1958, kind of things were kind of going shitty for him. In 1958, his wife left him and he got like mm-hmm. depressed and, and stuff like that. And so apparently, and there of course there's no proof of this, but apparently a year uh, a year later, um, after so about 1959, uh, Jessup called a friend and told her, "Hey, we have I have something really important uh, that I found out about the Philadelphia experiment, and they were going to meet the next day to like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she went and found to find him dead. He had killed himself in his in his garage, quote with unquote. The hose mm-hmm. in the car running that whole that whole get, yeah.
0: quote unquote, killed himself. Right."
1: So anyway, um, so, you know, obviously nothing was ever found out. They just said like, oh, he was suicidal. Um, Some of his friends were like, yeah, he was really depressed. Like he would, he definitely, he might've killed himself or he definitely killed himself. And uh, that was the end of Jessup. And in kind of in, in conclusion, that was kind of the end of the Philadelphia experiment. No, I mean, people still talk about it and stuff and people have like, you know, talked about it for what, 60, 70 years, but nobody really knows what happened. Nobody can find the paperwork that he had, anything like that. And uh, nobody knows to this day whether he really killed himself or if somebody kind of exterminated him because he knew too much or he was about to share some stuff about the Philadelphia experiment.
0: Right. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's convenient that he was depressed and stuff, but I don't know. Anytime someone involved with shady stuff like that winds up dead. I, right. I get a little suspicious you know Yeah, it's,
1: you get a little you know i'm not i'm not i'm not super i'm a little stitious
0: <laughs> no, yeah no it's, it's, a it's, little
1: it's super sis. it's super shady and a lot of people you know they talk about like this is not a thing the government has no record of it well to me saying the government has no record of it means zero to me no
0: because they lost the footage of the moon landing too yeah, like, like give me a like we're gonna, gonna <laughs> believe you really don't have footage of this yeah. thing like we're Anything- gonna believe that you Truthfully,
1: were, if anything, at this point, if the government says this never happened to me, that makes me feel like it happened even more. Right, and right. And going, exactly. oh, no, You're this like, is oh, kind oh, of what happened, but.
0: There's no proof of this existing. Yeah, because you you destroyed the records. It's like you, when you control all of the story, you can say exactly. whatever you want is true. It doesn't mean we're going to believe you.
1: Exactly. Um. So anyway, so a lot of people say, you know, I guess like the official story or the official thing of the Aldridge. Is that like it was? Um, it wasn't even commissioned until August 27th, um, and that it stayed in. It was in New York City until September of 1943. So there's no way that it could have been in Pennsylvania. Which most people who think this is a true story or think this is something that could have happened say, obviously, like if they did all of this stuff and all that shit happened, they didn't want it to get out. Of course, they could falsify documents. I mean, that's, right. that's easy. That's small potatoes I mean, it's compared the government. to government. Like,
0: the government issues all the official documents so if they want to make exactly. a fake official document it's that they can do that because they're the government
1: exactly well and not to mention like remember we talked about bob lazar that time and you know bob lazar they say like he never worked at los alamos like none of the shit but then when he went there they were like bob and like right talking to him like he was an old friend like give me a break You can erase everything. You can pretend like somebody never existed. But if you walk up and I know you and I'm like, oh, hey, so-and-so, like you can't, you can't make that not a thing.
0: Right. As Judge Judy once said, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining.
1: (sighs) Judge Judy. Wow. That's, that's good shit. That was the title (laughs) of the book. (laughs) She's a, I don't care. She's a bitch. I, 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 we, I think we argue about this all the time or not. No, I don't, I don't have any, I
0: I don't have any like real love for Judge Judy. I'm just saying.
1: No, she's, she's mean. Um, but yeah, but no, she's she right has on a that point one there though. don't. don't no, she does honest, have a point like, there. I mean, a broken clock is correct two times a day. Okay. So, you know, there is that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's the story of the Philadelphia experiment. And I'm, I personally, when I like think about this or I read about this, I think that yes, this pro the, to me, of course, but you know me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm wild out there. Like, I'm sure I think a lot of shit that people are like, this bitch is crazy. Um, which might also be true, but To me, this is something that 100% could have happened. We've talked about this before. Teleportation, the way that you would teleport, would be to, like, you take, like, essentially all we are are molecules. So, you know, you would take the molecules and move them and then reassemble them somewhere else.
0: Right.
1: So if that's something that happened, then it would make sense that- And
0: I would would definitely believe that it's been attempted unsuccessfully- yeah. more than it has uh been done successfully if it you know exactly. if they were trying
1: well, a to lot do of it. times too i mean shit you gotta think like i'm sure before the wright brothers you know like flew i'm sure people thought that like flight or like people being able to fly in the sky was crazy talk right they probably thought that, you know, the Wright brothers or, you know, people who were early, like trying to fly, were probably like, those people are freaking off out of their minds. And I'm sure that, you know, a hundred years from now, there's going to be technology where, where we right now think that that's absolutely crazy, you know?
0: Right. And the, it doesn't necessarily have to have happened exactly like you right. know, they're saying for it to have happened. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. That's true too. And it could have very well been, you know, something that happened and, and like, you know, I mean, the government is the government and if they don't want something to be come to light, they can make that shit disappear without a problem. Right. Um, but anyway, I yeah, guess, so I think it's really interesting. I love the idea that, um, I mean, this sounds horrible to say, but I love the idea that it disappeared and when it came back, they were like, like stuck in the metal and stuff. Well, because yeah, because it's totally... an interesting,
0: it's an interesting story. Like, yes, you know, it's like, an
1: interesting story. And it there's to me, a just like, like when I was up. saying,
0: oh, I love this story. Oh, you love this story. It's about people getting murdered. Well, I don't right. really love that people got murdered. But right. I, it's an interesting. But story. I love this
1: story. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I um, I don't know. I mean. Shit, it, it, it could come out, uh, you know, tomorrow that all of a sudden, like, yeah, we know how to teleport people, and it could have been from this, you know, failed Philadelphia experiment, you know, 80 years ago. And back then, people were like, people, I mean, because you got to think about it. If you said, if you said, how many ever years ago, hundreds of um, 200, 300 years ago oh I saw somebody and they were like in this big metal thing flying through the air and then they stopped somewhere and then they got out and they were completely fine people would have thought they were like talking like they saw Bigfoot you know but then now we go oh people are flying in airplanes every day like that's not weird because we know the technology is there so anyway just something to think about
0: yeah I that was well I was really interesting and I had never heard the full story before so thank you yeah, for
1: it's totally wild lightning. I I would love to like there is and there's like a movie and a documentary on it and stuff like I would totally love to watch that I mean I'm sure it's super dramatized which is kind of annoying but I mean it's, that's it's you got to do
0: that though you gotta do that when you're making if you're not doing a documentary then you have to for the sake of a movie otherwise it'd be boring
1: yes so you gotta, exactly you
0: gotta you gotta, you gotta dramatize it a little bit. Oh, I don't yeah.
1: know. I right. mean, we were actually talking about that today like we've been doing this week writing and like how to make your writing more interesting. And we were talking about like, you know, even just stupid things like the boy, ran, you know, jo- Joseph ran ran into the house and then like another one was Joseph darted into the house and I'm like, which one sounds better? And they're like darted. I'm like, yeah, like sometimes you got to give it a little juice, you know? Yeah, got to put some sauce on it. You got to put a little sauce on it. And you know, I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) I was, I wanted to.
1: I didn't do it. But I did.
0: I'm going to edit that out. You know, (laughs) I. Because he could come around and sue.
1: (laughs) I can't stand you. Oh, Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway. I'm not going to lie. I feel like when you get a lawsuit against you for something like that, that's like really a rite of passage.
0: I mean, on the one hand yes but on the other hand no
1: on the other hand very much no
0: <laughs> on the other hand it's like i don't got money for lawyers and shit
1: no they would just be disappointed if they tried to take
0: i mean i'm not That's saying he, he really could or that he would have any grounds to i just I was like <laughs> whatever i i want no record of 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 it um, um, don't worry because then
1: you then I totally censored myself earlier because I almost just sang a whole a whole thing of uh, another song earlier in the show and I don't remember what it was but I was like about to sing a whole verse of something and then I was like Leanne you don't own rights to that music stop
0: well <laughs> no when it's like if it's like um if it's like something real real famous or whatever just a tiny little snippet how can they even know like what you're doing like there's, there's right. for use and stuff but that was like someone that we knew <laughs> so- <laughs> That's why I was like, no, <laughs> that, that was the point. But anyway, I have a crazy story for you.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to it. Lay it on me.
0: Um, well, first of all, I gotta say that my friend, the same friend who did our uh, our podcast art, okay, sent, sent me this um, like tear, tear a day, whatever calendar you know, the one a, it's it's every day and then you tear it off. That's what I'm words are to. hard words are hard you know what I'm saying though send me do. this calendar and it's unexplained mysteries and so Which, I by the it. way
1: whoever she is thank you so much because I'm allowed I'm like able to read those two and it's awesome
0: um yes so anyway I just can't remember if she puts her real name with her artist account and I don't think she does so that's why I'm not saying her name <laughs> but anyway she will
1: not be names.
0: it's so I took this I mean, she's, one she's Not I'd
1: heard I apologize I <laughs>
0: i heard this one before like i heard this story on um the first time i heard it was on supernatural with ashley flowers uh which is a great podcast that you should check out if you haven't listened to it before i I had heard of it she's way more popular than we are but i'm just saying i meant to like the listeners like if you haven't checked it out you should um but so this one was over the weekend and it says um nuremberg's mystery man but anyway so I I read this uh, again and I was like, yes, I need to do that on the podcast. So um, I'm going to be talking about Casper Hauser today. And um, he's just like, he's this kid. And the story is kind of, it's a little sad, but it's also crazy and it's like wild. I don't even know how to explain it.
1: I'm just going to say this right now. I've never heard of this.
0: It's part, it's part like, I guess true crime, but it's also like kind of an unsolved mystery thing so he was this teenager so it's
1: 1828
0: okay and in nuremberg germany which like if you remember
1: which i have heard of
0: (laughs) right well we uh, so obviously there's uh some pretty famous historical stuff with world war ii in nuremberg like the nuremberg trials but um but when we talked, when we did our first alien themed episode, I think it was the first one that we did where I talked about the two cases yes. of uh, UFOs before the invention of flight. Correct. One of them was in Nuremberg and it was in, about the aerial battle that took place in the 1500s, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like They reported on it in the papers and there was like this depiction of this big battle that took place in the sky. Anyway, so that was also Nuremberg. I just thought that that was, you know, a fun fact. Anyway, it was
1: was very fun.
0: So this is this is a different kind of story, a different kind of weird. But so there's it's 1828 and this teenage boy like wanders into the city. So he's dressed in he's not he's not dressed poorly. He's dressed well. He's dressed in pantaloons, a silk necktie, a waistcoat, a gray jacket. And he also has a handkerchief with the initials K.H.,
1: I love that you said pantaloons, by the way.
0: Well, that's how everybody described it. It's pantaloons. So I well, guess- I, I
1: love that you said it.
0: They're slightly different than pants. I don't know. They're pantaloons.
1: Well, you know, if you'll know when you're wearing pantaloons, you'll know you're wearing them because you'll be wearing you know, them. You'll know. You'll know. Yeah, you'll you'll know.
0: know. So his boots were also like so torn up from walking through the forest or wherever that his feet were actually coming through the boots and his feet were all like bloody and stuff too. Aww, so they're so- like- you know where did this boy come from who does he belong to whatever but they hit, he had a letter with him and so it was addressed to the captain of the fourth squadron of the sixth cavalry regiment a guy named captain von wessenig um that's how i'm going to pronounce it and it was translated as from the bavarian border this place is unnamed 1828 like that's all it said but then they, he also had like other notes with him. So the, the anonymous author said that this boy was left in his care as a baby, um, on in October, 1812, and that he like taught him how to read and write and the Christian religion, but never let him quote, take a single step out of my house End quote. So he said he'd, you know, he'd been keeping him there and he never let him leave
1: weird but okay Um,
0: yeah so the letter also said that he would now like to be a calvary man as his father was and he invited the captain this uh captain von wessenig to either take him in or hang him he was like i don't care what you do with him if you want to kill him that's fine (laughs) (laughs) but basically like i'm done with this boy i kept him for as long as i said i would keep him and he's yours now I've kept him
1: alive, but it's cool if you want to kill him. But
0: it's cool if you want to kill him, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But he's like, yeah, he's no longer my problem. He's your problem now. Anyway, so he didn't have parents, but the letter said that if he did, quote, he would have been, he would have been a learned man. Oh, um, interesting. So, and then it ended with them saying uh, that basically the author of the notes said that he, it would have cost him his neck if he had. Escorted Hauser to Nuremberg himself. So, like, he couldn't accompany him for whatever reason. He needed to keep his identity a secret. And then there was another mm-hmm. letter also enclosed that was said to be from the boy's mother. And it said his name is Casper. He was born on April 30th, 1812, and that his father, a cavalryman of the sixth regiment, was dead. And so, but these two letters were written in the exact same handwriting. So later there's a line in the note that says he writes my handwriting exactly as I do. So they they kind of assumed later, like analysts who looked at these letters assumed that Casper Hauser himself wrote both of the letters, hmm. um, which is weird. But I guess if the guy was there and he instructed him to write down this information, maybe that's like, you know, maybe that's why. I mean, okay. Like, hey kid, write this down. And then he takes them and lets them go in the forest. I don't know. Anyway, so they've got this boy, he's all beat up. And so a local shoemaker takes him to Captain Von Vesenig's house where he would repeat only these words. He would just say over and over. He would say, I want to be cavalryman as my father was. And he'd also say, horse, horse. Um, <laughs> and anything- <laughs> Anything else they tried to get out of him, he he like didn't know. Like he would say, "Don't know," or he w- he just didn't say much. You know, like he didn't know how to talk a whole lot. Um, so they finally to like took him to the authorities, and so he wrote down that his name was Casper Hauser. Um, he seemed to be familiar with money. He could say some prayers and he could read a little, but he didn't answer very many of their questions, and the, his vocabulary wasn't very big. They were like, um trying to get him to talk and he wasn't talking very much so because he couldn't really provide any information about who he was or where he came from they imprisoned him as a vagabond so he like i guess that was a crime being a vagabond i don't know anyway they spent he spent the following two months in prison in the tower at nuremberg castle and there were some differing accounts about like he could barely walk. He was walking sort of like a toddler, blah, 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 whatever. They, he actually seemed to be in decent physical condition and he was able to climb the 90 steps to his room. So, you know, that's something. But he, <laughs> right, like at least he was able to get to his room. This will become clearer when, I, when he starts remembering stuff about his life. Um, so he didn't really speak much he would parrot words and phrases from people so he could like repeat them but it wasn't clear if he knew what he was saying um and most of the things that he was able to say pertain to horses so like they were like oh this guy like horses that's weird
1: <laughs> well I mean yeah if that's what you you know if that's what you like that's what you say um and also like he had
0: the only belongings I think he had with him were like, he had a couple of toys and two of them were like two wooden horses and he would play with them. Um, and even though, like I had said, his feet were damaged from his journey when he got all cleaned up and everything, they said his feet were as soft as the palm of a hand. So it was like, he had never really worn shoes or like been anywhere before. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. So they also said he was of healthy facial complexion, whatever that means. I guess this just means he's not like pale. He's he's got you know some color to his cheeks um Mm -hmm. and they they estimated he was about 16 but they were like oh but he's probably like intellectually impaired though others were saying he was clearly not quote a madman or an idiot whatever that wow (laughs) right but the mayor mayor binder or bender i'm not really sure how that's pronounced, but he started talking to the boy and he said, well, he has an excellent memory and he can learn and like retain information very quickly. So he wasn't like, he wasn't stupid. It's just like, he hadn't been exposed to much. So like, and people started getting curious and visiting him. They would bring him toys and he would be delighted by the toys. He was." Excited to have visitors sometimes. And then like he would play with the horses that he came with, which he apparently like talked to as if they were like alive. He was like, (laughs) I don't know. But he also refused all food except for bread and water. Like, he, and it wasn't like even that he didn't like it. It was that he couldn't keep it down. So supposedly even just like the smell of coffee or alcohol would make him sick. And oh, i saw weird. like and one of the things that i listened to it said that he had even gotten drunk once from just smelling wine
1: oh shit Is uh it can happen
0: which like sign me up for that because <laughs> <laughs> nice. um I'm
1: so no, wasted right now i smelled three bottles right.
0: of wine. i smelled a glass of wine and now i don't even know who i am um but yeah he also allegedly was startled very easily like by loud noises or bright lights. Uh, he didn't like people getting too close to him. And then sometimes he even had convulsions, which upon his death, they did an autopsy and it was thought maybe he had epilepsy and that was f- the reason for the convulsions. Hmm. But um, there was like a story about how they brought him a lighted candle and he stared at it, like not knowing what it was and tried to grab it and burn himself. Oh shit. Um, and then he was also were fascinated by his own reflection in a mirror which he didn't understand how that worked either Hmm. Um,
1: so he has had no exposure pretty much to anything
0: yeah so like he has been in captivity basically they assumed he was like a half-wild child from the forest like you know like one of those kids that was raised by wolves or something right
1: uh
0: but after he'd been talking with the mayor quite a bit he was able to remember things from his past and he would write, he wrote it down in, in detail. So according to Casper himself, for as long as he could remember, he had been in a solitary confinement in a dark cell. Um, he said oh. it was ver- not very big. It was like two meters long, one meter wide and one and a half high with only a straw bed for him to sleep on. And he had his wooden horses and also a dog carved out of wood. Oh. So he said that every morning he would wake up to find bread and water next to his bed. Um, So that was his food. And then at times the water would taste bitter. And after he drank it, he, he would fall asleep. And so when that happened, once he woke up, his bed had been changed and his hair and nails had been cut and he'd been like bathed.
1: Oh my gosh. That's so creepy.
0: Right. So he claimed that the first human contact he really had was this man who visited him not long before he was released. And the man didn't show his face to him. He like made him turn away from him, but he taught him how to write his own name. And then he taught him how to stand and walk. Like he'd been apparently lying down and like crawling around this whole time. Um, So so he taught him how to stand and walk. And then he like brought him out into the forest and said, you're going to walk that way until you get to the city gate and just left him hmm. and he apparently taught him how to say i want to be a cavalryman," as my father was
1: and in horses
0: in old bavarian dialect but yeah he did he claimed to not understand what he was saying he didn't know what a cavalryman man was he just was saying that because that's what the man ta- taught him how to say so then he also later would describe a dream in which he found himself in an enormous castle with an elaborately dressed woman and a man all in black with a sword and he'd been talking to this professor Dahmer, D a u m e r, not to be confused with Dahmer. I was well, Jeffy, to say like Jeffy Dahmer. Yeah, like I was trying to say it like Dahmer. Anyway, so he'd been kind of like treating and observing Casper. He'd been giving him like homeopathic remedies and stuff, and kind of just teaching them things. Um, apparently Casper learned how to he was very good at drawing he started drawing things and there's like drawings by him that he did Um, so this professor guy theorized that this could have been like a memory from his early life before he was imprisoned Um, Hmm. so that kind of like this this tale and his like whole story starts to be spread far and wide and like pretty soon all of Europe is like really interested in this guy. And there were rumors that he was maybe like a lost prince. And they started theorizing that he was <gasps> the son of uh, Grand Duke, Karl von Baden and his wife, Stephanie, the de... Barney <laughs> French. I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but she was later, she had been adopted by Napoleon. So anyway, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to this theory later. There's some more info later, but basically there were kind of all these theories going around about who might he be. And they were like, maybe he's some kind of royalty and they hit him away and you know, whatever. But other people were like, no, he's just an imposter. He wants attention. He's seeking, you know, fame and fortune. Don't believe him basically. Eh. So uh, my thing is like, I, Unless you're like a pathological liar or you have something really, really wrong with you. Why would you make all of that up?
1: Yeah. Like what's the point of it?
0: I like he could and he could very well be, but it's just like, it's so weird. It's such a weird story to make up regardless. Um, in October, October 17th, 1829. So this is like a year, like a a little over a year after he'd been found, he was, um, I guess staying at Professor Dahmer's house and he was found in the cellar and he was bleeding profusely from the head. He had like a wound on his forehead. So he said that um, his his story was that he was sitting on the privy, which is like their toilet and someone came in and attacked him. And it was a hooded man who threatened him with the words, quote, you still have to die ere you leave the city of Nuremberg, end quote. Um, and he also was like, I recognize this voice. It was the man who brought me here. (gasps) Um, so he left, like it was, they kind of figured out, he left this blood trail. So he first fled to the first floor where his room was, but then rather moving on and like trying to find somebody to help him, he went downstairs and climbed through a trap door into the cellar to like hide, I guess. So they, they called the police and they, um, transferred him to the care of Johann bieberbach bieberbach uh who was a municipal authority and they were kind of like this helped fuel the rumors that he's like oh he's some kind of royalty hidden away from someone because they're like trying to assassinate him now
1: that's crazy Um,
0: yeah so
1: but okay yeah continue
0: okay well so that so that's like one thing that happens and then people who like don't believe his story and think he's lying were like oh he gave himself that wound with a razor um that he then took back to his room before hiding in the cellar which they think that he did to kind of arouse pity for himself and um
1: Hmm. kind
0: of get out of like a recent scandal that he had where he was arguing with the professor who had started to believe that the boy had a tendency to lie. Oh, like he was trying. He was apparently like telling people. I'm not sure if he's like, if all of his stories are true, I think he might be lying. So I don't know, you know, injuring yourself for attention or sympathy, I think is really terrible. I know people do do it, Mm -hmm. but um, I personally don't think that that's something that I'd ever do um it also yeah no it wouldn't be be about like
1: my favorite thing to do either but it
0: makes me think about like in (laughs) i don't know why but i just started thinking about it the only like the only scream movie that i've seen is like the end of scream 4 where emma roberts is like she
1: does yeah
0: herself because she doesn't want people to think that she's the murderer and stuff. (laughs) but yeah that you gotta you gotta be really messed up you gotta be really fucked up in the head to like injure yourself Anyway, um. So then there's this British nobleman, Lord Stanhope. He has this, he's taken an interest in Caspar Hauser. And so he somehow gains custody of him in 1831. I don't know how these things work. I don't know if like he, he paid for him or if he just talked to somebody, he's like, oh, I'm going to take him under my wing, you know, whatever. So I he like spends all me. this money trying to get to the bottom of where he comes from. He paid for two visits to Hungary um, and he brings Caspar there hoping that it'll jog his memory. And um, because he had seemed to remember some Hungarian words and had once declared that the Hungarian Countess Metheny was his mother. Oh, I don't know in like where he did this is like, but he apparently he had said that. So Lord Stanhope's like, all right, we'll take you to Hungary and we'll see if, you know, you can kind of figure out where you come from.
1: Oh that's interesting.
0: But so he gets there and he doesn't recognize any of the buildings or monuments. Of course not. And um uh a nobleman in Hungary later told Stanhope that he and his son had a good laugh when they were like looking at this strange boy kind of acting oddly and whatever. So he later wrote, uh, Lord Stanhope wrote that the failure of these inquiries led him to doubt that Caspar Hauser was telling the truth. Oh. And so in December 1831, so he's only had him for a couple months, but he transfers him to Ansbach, which is uh, another town in Germany, I think. And um, he leaves him with a schoolmaster, Johann Georg Meyer. And in January 1832, Stanhope pieces out. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, he's like, you're full of shit. I'm out of here. But he continued to pay for his like living expenses. Oh, that was nice. Meanwhile, he had told Casper Hauser that, like, oh, you're gonna come with me back to England and we're gonna do all this stuff. So now that he hasn't gotten that, um Hauser's like, you know, I wanted to go to England with you. I I I want you to take me back or whatever. Um, so people are kind of thinking maybe that has to do with what happens next, but uh, Stanhope later would publish a book in which he presented all his evidence, taking it as his duty to openly confess that he had been deceived. Um, Mm. and then, but other, still other people were saying Stanhope had ulterior motives and he actually was connected to the house of Baden somehow. So he was sent to discredit him, but then, other people are like, no, he was, he was on the up and up, you know, this is, this is true, whatever. Basically like people never agree on any of this stuff, you know? Right. Regardless, another year goes by. So it's December, 1833. And, um, Casper Hauser comes back to the house and he's got a deep wound in, in his chest, like, uh, on the left side of his chest by his account he said that he'd been lured to the ansbach court garden where a stranger stabbed him and gave him a bag and so the police searched searched the area they searched the court garden and they found this small little purse which contained a note in um but the note was written backwards like you'd have to look at it in a mirror to see what it says oh shit! and so the message read in german said Hauser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and from where I am to save Hauser the effort. I want to tell you myself where I come blank. I come from blank, the Bavarian border blank on the river blank. So there's all these blanks and it says, I will even tell you the name MLO, which isn't a name. Those are initials. Um, that reminds me of like when they find the locket oh, and Harry what? Potter and they're like, Oh, I took the real horcrux, uh, are assigned RAB and they're like who the fuck is RAB? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so they find this note which like doesn't tell you much of anything. But right. then then casper Hauser dies 3 days later from his wound. So on December 17th, 1833, he was like 21. He's had this kind of crazy life. There's no records of him existing before the age of 16. And so he comes on the scene and he has this crazy story. He goes around from place to place for a few years and then he dies from this stab wound. So, you are like, so what happened, you know? So these inconsistencies in his stories, uh, they they led the Ansbach court to start an inquiry to find out what happened. Um, And so they kind of came up with this theory that he had stabbed himself, and then invented a tale about being attacked. And that, that note that they found in the purse, it contained spelling errors and grammatical errors that were kind of normal for Hauser because he hadn't, you know, he hadn't gone to school like a normal person. Right. Um, and even on his deathbed, like he was in in bed kind of dying for a, a couple of days. He muttered incoherently about writing with a pencil. Um and even though he was like you got to go find this purse he didn't he didn't ask to see what was inside of it and then oh. the note, the note itself was folded into the this this triangular form the way he would fold his letters like i guess oh. it's kind of like you know what like a teenager would do you remember like we used to yeah, write them back in the day fold them into triangles yeah. yeah anyway so that's how he would fold his letters so the forensic examiner examiners were like, Yeah, well, this moon wound might be self-inflicted. It looks like it could be. So a lot of people were like, Oh, he he probably stabbed himself and um in this like last dis- last ditch effort to get everybody interested in his story again and to hopefully persuade Lord Stanhope to be like okay yes you can come to england but then he actually accidentally stabbed himself too hard or deeper you know than he had intended to in and uh-huh. him.
1: like the first so, screen
0: right i don't know I I didn't it see it at all. <laughs> but anyway so then and uh so that's people are basically like oh yeah this is uh, this so we still don't really know you know what happened and people were like intrigued by this story so in 1928 there was another medical study done that supported the view that that Hauser had self-inflicted the wound and accidentally stabbed himself too deeply. But then in 2005, there was another forensic analysis done that that said, quote, it seemed or that it seems, quote, unlikely that the stab to the chest was inflicted exclusively for the purpose of self-damage. But both a suicidal stab and a homicidal act cannot be definitely ruled out. So basically, people keep going back and forth on this for years and years later and still don't know, like, was he telling the truth? Did he do this himself? Was he like royalty? Was he, you know, whatever, just some kid who liked to lie who knows. Right. Um, basically nobody knows. Anyway, yes. I said, I would come back to it. And I'm going to uh, this theory that he was royalty. Um, as early as 1829 they started theorizing that he was the hereditary Prince of Baden um, born on September 29th, 1812. According to the historical record, the Prince died on October 16th, 1812. So just like not even a full month after being born.
1: And Hmm. it was
0: people kind of said that, well, maybe they switched the babies out. They switched him with a dying infant um, and then secreted him away and he resurfaced 16 years later as Caspar Hauser. Um, In that case, his parents would have been Charles Grand Duke of Baden and Stephanie de Beaubarnay, well, I don't know, I can't say that, uh, who was the cousin by marriage and adopted daughter of Napoleon. As Charles had no surviving male heirs, his successor would be his uncle Louis, who was later succeeded by his half-brother, Leopold. And in this, and in this theory, Leopold's mother, the Countess of Hockburg, was the alleged culprit. Um, so she's the one who hmm. would have disguised herself as a ghost, a white lady, kidnapped the prince, and then um, secreted him away, and was like, you know, don't let him, don't let him see the light of day until he's this old, because we don't want him coming for the throne, um, because she nasty. wanted her sons to be to succeed instead of him. So I can mean, I see that happening, right? Like I like this theory. I think it's you know it's full of intrigue, and you know uh, people being shady. Then following intrigue
1: and people being shady, love them.
0: Uh, these are a few of my favorite <laughs> things. Um, then following his death, they they were claiming again that he was murdered because they were trying to hide his true identity and they didn't want him coming back for the throne. So just to make matters even muddier in 1996 there was a dna report or dna test done so they had this blood sample from underwear that they thought were were casper Howers, like they'd have had them uh what in the archives or whatever so they did this dna test on these on this blood sample and comparisons with descendants of the of the family the princess family proved that the blood examine could not have come from the hereditary Prince of Baden. However, in 2002, the Institute for Forensic Medicine of the University of Munster analyzed hair and body cells from locks of hair and items of clothing that also belonged to Casper Hauser. And these analysts took, uh, took from items used at least six different DNA samples, all of which turned out to be identical to each other, but they didn't match the blood sample examined in 1996. Ooh. So that DNA test, the authenticity of that DNA test was questioned. So the new samples were compared to a DNA segment from Astrid Von Men- Medinger, a descendant of the female line um, from you know the supposed mother. The sequences were not identical but the deviation observed is not large enough to exclude a relationship as the difference could be caused by a mutation. Um, and then in parentheses, it has the mitochondrial DNA, which was examined is passed only through the female line and thus cannot change except through mutation, which I, hmm. you know, science, whatever. Science. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, the relatively high similarity by no means proves the alleged relationship as the Hauser sample showed a pattern amongst the German population. So really, we still don't know. (laughs) That's Um, crazy. And now currently the House of Baden does not allow any medical examination of the remains of that Stephanie or the child that was buried as her son in the family vault
1: oh because that would be interesting
0: so yeah so there's these these tests don't really it was like there were some dna tests done on like that jack the ripper stuff and it's like oh this scarf belonged to one of the victims and blah, blah 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 whatever but it's like this stuff you know these samples are so old anyway yeah and um you you can't really tell a whole lot so really the mystery remains who was casper howard did he accidentally kill himself um you know, or was he murdered? Was he assassinated? Was he an heir to the Baden throne? Who knows? Um, He's been immortalized in several literary TV and movie adaptations. um, Just going to show that people are still kind of, you know, enthralled with this, with this story.
1: That's crazy. I would love to know.
0: That's that's a curious case of Casper Hauser.
1: That's crazy. I would love to know um, the baby like that's buried. Right. You know, because basically
0: there was some stuff said that like, oh, the mother didn't see the baby after he was taken away to be buried, but there were other family members who did. So wouldn't they have noticed that the baby was switched out? And I was like,
1: no, babies all look the same.
0: (laughs) Babies look the same to me. I mean, I wouldn't know. Like you got, and especially you've got in that region, you probably got uh, a little boy baby that has blue eyes and like blonde hair you're not gonna be able to tell those two babies apart no,
1: babies all look the same
0: right so I'm like I think it's pretty it would have been pretty easy to switch oh the yeah. out and be like listen dude I need you to take this kid I don't care what you do with him but he needs to not see the light of day until he's 16.
1: I wonder um if that's why like they won't let any more people come examine any more things because they kind of have a hunch that it is and yeah don't I don't know like I feel like, like either, like either
0: the way they like no you can't do this because they don't want to prove either way but it also kind of is like it helps the mystery endure you know at the yeah same that's thing. true
1: and that probably brings people around and all that so I don't know oh that's yeah. interesting I that I've never really heard of that
0: story. yeah I had never heard of it before I listened to that one podcast and then when I saw it on my calendar here I was like oh I gotta do this one on the podcast because it's just really interesting
1: yeah that is really interesting that's crazy
0: so like, if you have ever um, tried to teleport and wound up in other pieces when you got
1: to the other <laughs> side, hopefully or, uh, you can, or if
0: you've ever speared away a child and held him in captivity because he was a threat to the, you know, to your line of succession.
1: Well, definitely use fake names.
0: Uh, definitely use fake names, but send us. A yeah, snitches mail.
1: get stitches and end up in ditches. I got your back. I won't say a word. <laughs>
0: Or if really if you just have any kind of ghost story or weird story, alien story you want to tell us, um, right. send us an email. And where should they send that email, Leanne?
1: Uh, they're gonna want to send that email um, over to boozeandghoulspod booze and ghouls pod at gmail.com. That's booze a n d ghouls at gmail.com. Pod at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um you can also find us on Twitter at booze and ghouls or on TikTok and Instagram at Booze and Ghouls Pod. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and give us a reading and review on iTunes. Um, yeah, definitely do that. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Because we, we love a good a good review. We love a and good review. Like it helps uh, cool people to out. hear.
0: People can see us better, you know, and get some more listeners in here
1: some more listeners up in this bitch
0: up in this bitch
1: because i mean i think if you listen to us you're gonna like us <laughs> i mean we're adorable
0: uh five out of five would recommend
1: <laughs> yeah we'd recommend 100 percent. oh my gosh yes definitely give us some give us some looks and some listens
0: yeah and um, i guess that's well, about it i mean i guess until next time stay boozy friends